You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Maybe I'm crazy, but the Browns are going to miss the playoffs. Hey. Wild. <laughs> Again? Again. Welcome to the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. I'm Joy Taylor. Yeah, the Browns, um, even when they win, they lose. I didn't come up with that statement, but I'm going to steal it because it's just that good. Um, And after that Thursday night performance and fight, I think we can all agree with that, except for Browns fans, of course, who are somehow still finding a way to make this all about them. Uh, and it's, it's, it's just not. It's, it's, it's the same thing as always with the Browns. I have a lot of thoughts on that. But anyway, Taylor Bashotti from NFL Network is joining us. Very excited to have her in today. Going to talk a lot of NFL with her. Talk about Cam Newton, the Patriots, the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, the Chiefs, Deshaun Watson, uh, Tua, Dak. Um, we'll get into a little Kanye. Eddie Murphy! The Lakers and um, and of course the Browns, as I mentioned. So, but let's get started with Taylor Bashotti. All right, very excited to have Taylor Bashotti in studio with us in our in our podcast studio, which um, she just said very nice things about, which, which makes me happy. It's it's pretty incredible. It's it's a lot smaller than you guys probably think because you're watching and listening, but it's kind of small. It is. But very, you guys it's very do, small. So yes. shout out to all of you guys for doing such an incredible job and making it look as glamorous as it really is. Thank you. It was at one time. Uh, not glamorous. It looked like somewhere <laughs> you would record a hostage video in, and now it's it's actually presentable. So thank you for saying that, and thank you for coming in. Yes, thank you for um, having me. Taylor is at NFL Network for four seasons now. Yeah, this is my fourth season. And you're originally from Atlanta, Atlanta, and you went to Georgia. Yes. So are they going to get in? Yes, definitely, definitely. I hope they do. I do too. And this is obviously terrible with Tua's injury and everything, except I do feel like now they actually have a legitimate chance. Yeah, I don't think they're going to put – I mean, obviously we have to see how the rest of the season goes, but I don't think they're going to put Oregon in over them. And, yeah, I think Alabama's out now because, I mean, they just – that's not going to happen, which obviously Tua, horrible injury. So we can start there. Get well soon, Tua, obviously. I, before this injury, wasn't 100% sold on Tua. I'm a Dolphins fan, so that was kind of the thing. Like, we're tanking for Tua. And then, of course, the Dolphins decided to stop tanking all of a sudden, which was fun. So now then it became the Bengals option. But he's probably going to fall in the draft, which I don't really think, I think is a bad thing. I think it's all going to depend on the injury and how like how bad it really is. Because if it's as bad as some people are speculating, he might not ever play the, the game the same way that he is now. Right. Or it could be something that he comes back from. So I think it's all just going to depend. But well, definitely his draft stock, I would think, is going to fall a little bit. Yeah. That's interesting you said that. I hadn't thought about that. Um just because they were, everyone's kind of saying that he's expected to make a full recovery. But I mean, that kind of injury, do you ever make a full recovery from? Um, and if he can't play the same way, being as mobile as he is. Whenever I hear full recovery, I always think of Andrew Luck. It's the first thing that pops into my mind. Totally different injury, but we heard for two years, always oh, going to make a complete full recovery. He's going to be good to go by six month mark. Then it was a year mark, and you just never know with injuries. But that's also a good point as to why, like. We know what the issue was with Andrew Luck. They invested everything in, in Andrew Luck and everything else except for the offensive line. So yeah. no matter how good he was or even if he did ever get to, like, 98%, he was injured again automatically because right. the offensive There's line no was protection. a disaster. Right. So if he ends, if Tua ends up going to one of these teams that's going to draft... I, if I was a quarterback, I would just wait until I was put into a system that is a system that's sustainable and that's going to protect you. And that's that's the best way and the only way to really succeed. Yeah, I mean, it is, especially if you're a, a young quarterback. Like, if you're going to go to a just, I mean, look at Baker. Yeah. I mean, exactly. every, everyone knows what Baker I mean, does. I, I even think that you could even go as far, which this is, this is a little bit of a stretch right now with Lamar, and say, had Lamar gone to a team, a different team, I don't know if they would have built the system around him the way that they have in order to really run their offense through Lamar. You've got to go to a you've got to go to a team that's going to really put that put that effort and run that offense through the quarterback and play to his strengths. Totally. And Lamar it runs a very unique offense mm-hmm. and they have to their credit built around Lamar Jackson, which is why I hate tanking 
And I say that all the time. If you're going to take a quarterback, build around his strengths. Like, this is the guy, yeah. right? This is what everyone is looking for. If he's Baker Mayfield, you know he needs a strong offensive line. Don't trade away one of your best offensive linemen. If it's Lamar Jackson, put the pieces around him that he needs. And I don't know, at the same time, always have a defense because defenses win championships. Need <laughs> yes. Okay, so speaking of Lamar, do you think he is – unequivocally the MVP because it's it's pretty much like right here every week between him and Russell Wilson but I just feel like I feel feel like Deshaun Watson was in that conversation before this past this past weekend I think that Lamar is hands down the MVP just with what he's been able to do this year and the way that he's been able to run this entire Ravens offense he's the epitome of a dual threat quarterback and so is Russell Wilson but Lamar Jackson is a little bit more of a game boy playing on a Game Boy, a, a video game, his highlight reel. It's it's just insane. Yeah. No, he's, he's he leads the league in broken tackles. He's obviously breaking records in terms of rushing and passing touchdowns. So Yeah, no, I think he is too. We had a moment on on the herd earlier today. I don't know if you guys heard, but Colin discovered Gucci Mane. <laughs> what? <laughs> you didn't see this? Okay, so anyway, no, I need to see yeah, this. it's uh, I died a little bit. Um, I'm not gonna tell. I told him I started sweating. I was really nervous because he said he was gonna read a tweet by Gucci Mane on oh, the God. air, and he hadn't run it by me bef- before. So this was on the spot, like live television. Um, but he trusted his judgment and went for it. <laughs> um, and he read. It was fine. Well, mostly, but it, he it was Lamar Jackson's uh, shirt. Nobody cares. Work harder. Yeah. So Gucci tweeted it, and he was like, "You know who Gucci Mane." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but the point is, I love Lamar's swag and style, and that just triggered me back to that. Um, You've seen some of those sideline videos of him, just the way that he talks to even Harbaugh when Harbaugh's like, Oh my God, uh, they like, told it, him they love each other? I know, Would and he's you like, die? you're special. Like, he just, he throws his body on the line. He carries the team on his back. If if it's, you know, third and three, you know that Lamar is just going to throw himself into it. He doesn't, he doesn't worry about getting, every time I see him, start running I'm thinking oh my god his poor knees right somebody's gonna I know that is the one thing that concerns me about him I would like him to take less hits um speaking of Harbaugh um I love that moment I'm not I'm not gonna lie I held back a tear <laughs> but I I can't do it like when when grown men start being emotional uh and vulnerable it, it does something to me I can't help it um if you're a grown man you cry in front of me I'm gonna cry automatically even if I don't care about what you're going through like it just it's just how it goes but that said I do think that Harbaugh Pete Carroll and um uh, John Gruden should be in the conversation for coach of the year. I, I kind of lean towards John Gruden at this point, but who do you think should be coach of the year at this point in the season anyway? I like John Harbaugh, just like looking at what he's done and how he was able to win a Super Bowl with a quarterback like Joe Flacco. Right. And now, <laughs> can we just look at the difference here? <laughs> he did do that. And now he's entirely changing right. this, his offense and the way that he's kind of called plays this year and what he did to the Patriots is unbelievable. Yeah, he is he is one of those he's one of those coaches that going up against the Patriots you feel like you you have a chance no matter who it is that yeah. you're playing with. Yeah, and then I also think that you've got to throw LaFleur into this conversation. Yeah. Shanahan into this conversation. Look at what he's done with the Niners. Look at what Matt LaFleur has done with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, which Obviously, I don't know Aaron Rodgers personally, but there was issues before and the way that he's been able to deal with him and their, their chemistry and their relationship and how successful the Packers have been this year. And then there's Shanahan with the Niners. Yeah, I think it, if I have to guess at this point, it's probably going to end up going to Shanahan. I feel like Shanahan is the McVay of last year. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so that's interesting that you said that because Colin also did his list of like Super Bowls that he would like to see, and like five of them I disagree with because almost all of them included the Patriots, which I just I don't want to see another Patriots Super Bowl. I don't need it in my life. We've seen every version of the Patriots. I couldn't agree um, more. I just can't do it anymore. But there were a few that I could tolerate, like Breeze. But anyway, he said one of yeah. the matchups he'd want to see is the 49ers and the, against the Patriots, and I was like, that was last year. We got that. That was the Rams. Yeah. And no, that's a. Very I mean, I good feel like comparison. the 49ers are the Rams of this year. I couldn't agree more. But do you and think- I think that even the quarterbacks kind of you can kind of see that it's the other strengths. It's it's not necessarily granted. Garoppolo had an incredible game last week. He had a career right. career day. But before that, you weren't really relying on Garoppolo. You were relying on his other weapons. You were relying on their run game. You were relying on their offensive line. You were relying on their defense. Right. That's if you think about it, that's a little bit what they were doing with Goff and Goff. Goff's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He had in the Chiefs game. He's he's in the uh, Saints game. He's had amazing games and he's performed when he's needed to. But I think that 
that's a perfect another example of a uh, coach building a system around a quarterback. Right. And I don't think that the Rams are done. I think they, their no. offensive line this year was demolished, and that's really what it comes down to. They, totally. they, and for some reason, they just decided to stop running the ball, which I, I don't understand. They did it in the last game, and it worked. What do you know? You just forced to run the ball. What but I don't know. I don't know if it's something that Gurley can. No, Gurley's fine. They're gonna. Have, I mean, he's not a three-down back anymore. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not. They and need. So they, they need know that they need to back for that situation. Load management as ba- in terms of basketball, they need to do that with in terms of Gurley. Yeah. What is the biggest disappointment? Who's been the not who, but like what team? Or, yeah, fine. Who or what team has been the biggest t- disappointment for you this year? That's a tough one. I actually saw that on your list of questions, and I thought, I, I don't know who's been that. I, I think for the, me, it's Steelers, the Browns. The Browns, definitely the Browns. I mean, I wouldn't say the Steelers only because, uh, well, but <laughs> only because Ben got hurt. Yeah. So uh, disappointing in that Ben got hurt, but, like, what the I expected Brown- from them. Well, everybody ben- expected that the Browns were going to be incredible. But right. I think that what it comes down to is something that you mentioned earlier. Don't trade away an offensive lineman for a receiver like Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. is amazing. He's gonna he's gonna make catches that probably nobody else really can. But you're not gonna give your quarterback enough time. If he if he had more time, if he had this offensive lineman, then he would be able to throw to receivers that are half as good. But he would have the time to do it. Right. So it wouldn't matter if you had an OBJ out there making those plays. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of issues with the Browns, which we could go on about forever, and, and I have. But, yeah, the coach is a huge issue. Uh, what was your reaction, first of all, when you saw the Garrett-Rudolph fight like in its entirety? And then what, what, what do you think caused that situation? Like, as, not a, like uh, in a macro sense, like not literally who started it, but like what is the cause of that kind of behavior with the Browns? Undisciplined? Yes. I mean, yeah. Just flat out undisciplined. And I think that it shows that their players are frustrated and they're just angry and I don't think that it was indicative of Miles Garrett's character all of his teammates have come out and said if we had to name somebody that would have done that he would have been like the last on the list this is not who he is and I just think that there's just no discipline on that team and it's unfortunate because it's not something that the league can condone I think they did the right thing by suspending him for the rest of the year now do I think that there's something weird that went on with Mason Rudolph sure do I think that he should be punished yeah I do yeah, I mean, I think Rudolph should have gotten a game. Um, I, he, also, you know, like, don't forget, you're you're a quarterback, dude. Like, that's th- th- those fights are not for you. Yeah. Uh, you get protected enough as it is, and if you're going to instigate a situation, and, and in no way am I condoning what Miles Garrett did. It was ridiculous, like, yeah. way over the top. But I don't like the him, like, continuing to go after Garrett, yeah. and then he then it happens, and he's, like, throwing his hands in the air. Like, yeah. come on. You're holding me back, bro. Kind of playing the victim. You're, you're that guy. The hold me back, bro, in the fight, like, in the bar fight. <laughs> hold me back, bro. Hold back, I swear, bro. Nobody likes that dude. So don't don't be that dude. If anything, don't be that dude. All right, so big game this weekend, Cowboys, Patriots. The Patriots are favored by six and a half or seven, I think. I think it's down to six and a half on Fox Bet, which I think is a huge line. But it is in Foxborough. Yeah. What do you make of the Cowboys this year, Dak in particular? I think Dak's played outstanding. I think that in critical moments, he has pulled through. I, I can tell you're already like... No, I love Dak. I am a huge Dak fan. You? I think they should pay him all the monies. And I don't all understand <laughs> I don't understand why what, the, what the pushback on Dak is. I truly don't understand it at yeah. this point. It's no, I mean, I think I think Dak's played very, very well. I mean, the first five games of the season, they had gone... I thought they started off super, super strong. They were yeah, no. possibly... I mean, they've, the they're, they're six teams. and four. Like, they've struggled a little bit this year. But it is what it is. Like, they... Zeke hasn't been what he's been in the past. Not at all, which is... They had some injuries. Like, they're... they're uh, the Cowboys have, are what they are because of Dak. And and my question with the, with the Cowboys, and I hate to put it on the coach, but I'm kind of starting to sway this way. Like, after a while, we know what Dak is now. Like, Dak is getting better, right? Yeah. Like, it's it, we always thought that it, the offense was going through Zeke. Every conversation about the, the Cowboys offense, it's not about Dak. It's not about Dak. It's about Zeke. Well, Zeke hasn't been performing to the level that he was in his his rookie year. Not at so all. So now it's and obvious Dak that it Prescott is Dak. is performing to the right. level that he was in his rookie year and even better. Yeah, I mean, I think that they should pay Dak. They, they will. I think um, they will, too. I, I don't like that they didn't pay him this year, but, you know, what are you going to do? It, Jerry's going to take care of him, though. He's made Jerry much more wealthy than a very, very wealthy man he already was. Um, what do you think that Carolina should do about Cam Newton? So this is so funny because the NFL does change from week to week. You know, like one week you think one thing and then the next you think another. Yeah, like one two week weeks ago Kyle we thought Allen Kyle was Allen the was the future. We're like, I am officially sold on Kyle Allen. He's the guy. Goodbye, Cam Newton. And then last week happened. And you're like, 
Eh. Okay, let's backtrack a little bit here. Cam Newton is former MVP. Yes. He's taken his team to the Super Bowl. They didn't win, but he took his team to the Super Bowl. He's a good quarterback. I think that this team would be in a better situation had he been fully healthy. I just don't think he was ever fully healthy. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. I don't think he is. I don't think he ever plays I don't think you – your coach was already trying to design plays where you weren't running the ball. Your coach is already trying to – they changed his entire throwing motion in the offseason after his shoulder. Why are you changing a quarterback that's gone to the Super Bowl's throwing motion? It's just – it's a little confusing. You weren't having him run, which he's a mobile quarterback. You're not having him throw. Something was off. And so I think that this team would be in a much different situation had it been Cam Newton – yeah, leading this team. Um, I th- yeah, and that all that said, it, it's kind of you know now that you say all those things, because I kind of forgot about that. Um, I'm sort he's feel all right. Look, don't everyone don't lose their minds, but I just it's just coming to me in this moment. Okay, so I'm just gonna speak freely because it's my podcast and I can. Uh, it kind of feels a little bit like like a blessing in the sky is a little LeBron esque, right? Like LeBron got injured this year; their season was a disaster. He didn't have to play through a long, strenuous playoff run. Yeah, right. Cam Newton's not having to play through these injuries. He has this time off to recover. So then he's going to come back next year and be fully healthy at the age of thirty. I mean, I'm not saying he's LeBron, but Cam Newton is an incredible athlete. Oh yeah, and largely mobile quarterback. Mm-hmm. So if he is actually playing at hundred percent. Tall, he's built, he's big, he's hard to take down, he's mobile, he's he's got it all. Yes. I'm telling you. I I I'm like a I'm a huge Cam fan. I think that the NFL is better when Cam is playing. And if he comes back 100 percent healthy and gets with the right team next year, it is weird that it he did is have gonna to be go. revenge tour. He's just gonna straight up steal <laughs> all LeBron's stuff. It is weird though that he recently went to a doctor in Green Bay, I think it is, to figure out why is he not recovering. Like, yeah, why well, because he, he didn't healing? have the surgery for his his Liz Frank. He has a Liz Frank uh, injury on his foot, and he didn't have. He was trying to do it without surgery, and then so he was trying to get a second opinion. But um, that seems like a very hard injury mm-hmm. to come back from because a lot of guys struggle with that. Are you a fan of any particular team? I'm from Pittsburgh, so I'm like like grandfathered in Steelers fan. But I also love the Dolphins. My brother played there a long time, and like I went to school in Miami. I loved, and I, it was really Dan Marino's fault. But so anyway. we're kind of like enemies because I was kind of like, I'm grandfathered into because like my family's like the big Ravens. Ravens fan. Yeah, so you are. A Ravens but fan. I grew up in Atlanta, so I've always been a Falcons fan as well. And now, now that now that I feel like, obviously, you've been doing the same covering the league for so long, you kind of start falling in love with the players more. Yeah, and. I still have like a really soft spot for the Chargers now because I cover them a lot. I have a soft spot for the Rams because I cover them a lot. You start having soft spots for all these different teams. My gosh, I even have a soft spot for the Steelers. You know, like I love tons of their players on their team. Right. So you kind of find yourself rooting for players. Obviously, you still have your team. Right. You love your team. You're always going to root for your team. But you feel this emotional connection to these players just as much as yeah. And I the think that's kind of team. where like everything is trending in general. Obviously, yeah. the NBA is a huge star-driven league, so I think that people are much bigger fans of particular players now over teams more than ever. Now but with it, fantasy football, I feel like especially the yeah. younger generations, they're only following players, players in terms of who's on their fantasy team and who isn't. Right. Um, yeah. So the Ra- but okay, look, I don't hate the Ravens. So we have a mutual. All right, I won't make you say it, but we have a mutual. I love the rivalry, and I hate it when people are like, "Oh, I love the rivalry." I love the rivalry, and I grew up in the South. I'm from Atlanta. SEC. Right. I love the rivalries of the SEC teams. It's yeah, there's not, unlike there's anything like, else. Yeah. It's. You understand it with each other. It's a mutual respect. But there's a respect between the Ravens a respect. And, the, and the Steelers. There's not, not day of the game. No. Well, but before and after, there's a respect. Oh, no, not I mean, day it's just of the like, game. I'm saying there's not that same level of respect when it comes to the Browns. Like, when the Ravens play the Browns, it's not the, like no. it's not the same thing. And when the Steelers play the Browns, it's like, okay, it is a rivalry, but we own you. Right. So, like, not really. You got to win sometimes in order for it to be... A true, like you have to walk into the game. Like I think that the Steelers Ravens is the best rivalry in the NFL. I think it is too, because people talk about like the Cowboys Packers, and like that's cute, but mm-hmm. there's no Mm-mm. animosity. Like there's true animosity, but a respectful level of animosity. It's so funny listening to like the rookies that kind of either go to the Steelers or the Ravens, and they always say the second you just walk into the locker room, you can just like the the very t- first time that the Ravens and Steelers play each other, yeah, you just feel the hatred, and all of a sudden you are just grandfathered into it and you feel the exact same way it's in your blood it is it is it's fun like those are the games every year that i look forward to no matter what state either the teams are and it's why i have so much respect for what the ravens are doing this year because again like i hate when teams 
get to a spot and nobody wants to see the Cincinnati Bengals. Like right. I'm not actively rooting against the Cincinnati Bengals. I just don't understand. They're and it's, it's why. So, okay. So you have the Falcons say like, obviously I agree with you as far as the players go, but like you have, you're kind of in the same situation as me. Like you have the Falcons, mm-hmm. but obviously you have the Ravens. So for me every year, basically what I do is I start off <laughs> as a Dolphins fan for like the first six games. And then inevitably they're like struggling and out of the playoffs. And I can just like smoothly transition into the Steelers because they're always competitive. Yeah. But this year, obviously we knew going into the year, the Dolphins are not going to be competitive. And I, I don't like, well, I do like Brian Flores and I do think they play hard mm-hmm. because I don't think that, that players or coaches ever tank like that's not a mentality yeah. that like provides you to be a professional at right. that level everybody wants to win you don't want to put your players out there to just get defeated every time no and just every time every game that you go out there whether you're a coach or a player that's tape for your future right. so you know what i mean like you and i work in television not the same thing again i am not comparing working in television to playing in a no, football but i mean if you're having if you don't want to say you didn't want to we don't get to have bad yeah. days i don't get to have a bad day i don't have a bad day ever you're always perfect thank you <laughs> i mean but it's just not available right like you can't right. it's not a thing like you're just not for allowed your to own out, like, like yeah i'm just self, not gonna play self-respect you know like you but don't also like you want you have a future that you're concerned about right. too like guys and coaches go- certainly have a future that they're right. worried about nobody's guaranteed for the next 10 years unless you're john gruden right but organizations like the ravens even if you are and you would know this like being around the ravens like you have a you have a solid uh, ownership uh front office coaching culture that creates and 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 breeds a winning environment for the yeah. entire organization like everyone yeah, when that's people a part of it when, i think it's with any business when people aren't sitting there and they're always like looking over their back or concerned about their own jobs or feel like it's so cutthroat where you're talking negatively about each other. We, we saw this with the Browns last year where everybody's just kind of talking terribly about each other. That's not a healthy culture and environment to be in. That's not going to set like plant seeds for success. Not at all. That's going to plant seeds for just a toxic environment. And that's certainly not going to provide for a team that's going to play well. Right. So we have to watch the Steelers Ravens game together then and see how that goes. (laughs) Um, all right, so what's your Super Bowl prediction right now? My, uh, If you had a different one at the beginning of the season, I won't hold you to it. Mine is the Chiefs and Cowboys. It's not looking good, but Mine um, I'm going to stick with it for now. Niners-Ravens. I think it's going to be another New Orleans one when it was – it's going to be – instead of Flacco and Kaepernick, it's going to be Lamar and Jimmy. Quite a different, quite a different team. I, I do – I could see that – I could see that. I could see if the Seahawks end up going up against the 49ers again – them getting the best of them and making it there. I'm I'm comfortable with everything as long as the Ravens. Cuz I don't think the Chiefs have a chance at this point. See, that's the one team and that I, can't I think that Patriots. the Rape obviously the Ravens did lose to the Chiefs. That's the one team that I think in the AFC that the Ravens are going to have the hardest time with. My only concern about the well I have lots of concerns about the Chiefs, but um their defense did play good last last night. They were impressive because I mean the offense was completely lacking. They just always seem to have an injury. Like Tyreek Hill cannot stay healthy. Yeah. You got like I'm worried about LaShawn McCoy. They have so many other weapons though. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't I don't feel the same way I felt about them at the beginning of the season. And obviously the Patrick Mahomes injury, even though he's healthy now, like really uh took I mean, they had some bad losses at the beginning of the season. Yeah. At home too. But I'm, the defense I'm is definitely the defense is definitely the biggest concern I think on that Chiefs. Chiefs yeah, team. no, the, the defense. I mean, their run defense is like the worst in the league. Mm-hmm. I think they're 28th in run defense. Like you can't, that can't happen. Um, well, I'm rooting for that because once again, I don't, we don't, we don't need another Patriots to <laughs> Please, sports gods. Okay, lastly, before we get you out of here, um, Heller, our producer, did some research. Yes. and we found out that you eat chocolate every day. Oh, it's no, like I was actually just with my manager last night and she's like taylor we really need we need to go to the doctor together you are going to get diabetes like i eat ice cream almost four to five days a week for breakfast it's disgusting i get so like i crave don't laugh you guys are jeremy laughing no it's disgusting (laughs) jeremy Jeremy has reacted to what you're saying it's my mom (laughs) when my mom comes into town the first thing that she does is she goes into my freezer and like throws all my like gallons of ice cream. i'm like what are you wait so you're the person that buys ice cream at at the store oh my god yeah I don't. Okay, I, I've I've said this many times. I don't. That's the I, only I never thing in my see anyone buy ice cream. Like you physically go and buy ice cream to like have in your. Or house. sometimes I do Postmates delivery because if you, you if you spend if ice you spend cream? a certain amount, <laughs> you get free delivery. <laughs> okay, so first of all, we have to hold on. All right. I get really. I think I just crave sugar constantly. Like I have to have sugar the first thing in the morning when I wake up. The last thing I do before bed, and I have to have it 
throughout the day. Like you should see my like desk at work. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. I'm concerned for you as well. I am too. Okay, so you eat ice cream. You ev- did some digging. <laughs> okay, yeah, but I thought like just like have a have a, like a chocolate. Like, I'm gonna find out next time I'm here. I'm gonna find out what your what your vice is. You don't want to know. It's like he he finally just he finally gave up drinking coffee in a uh, like cold Cheerio. press in a mason jar. So you'll there's plenty. Okay, wait a minute. So you said three to four days a week you eat, you eat ice cream for breakfast. For breakfast. But I have, you know what I do is I also have like some oatmeal with it. Oh, that's, of course. Oh, that's <laughs> no, I do. T- uh, Taylor, what do you mean? So what on the other days that you aren't eating ice cream for breakfast, what are you eating? I'm usually going to like brunch with people. I'm not going to order at like when my well, yeah, like, I mean, you know, I don't public. want people to judge me. Right. No, we're totally not judging you. Uh, wait. So okay, so do you order like French toast or something? Yeah, I like I like pancakes, I like French toast, I like okay. waffles, like, and I also like like if I go to I like getting like a random like scramble or something. Yeah, like I'll eat that. But I mean, I'm, I have I was, to have I something not chocolate a healthy afterwards. Eater, to be like frank at all, like I don't just I I've just decided I don't care anymore. But uh, I, I yeah, ice cream that's crazy. It's not good. So is it is it at least like the the Halo Top or it's like legit? Milk no, ice I, cream. I like Halo Top. It's fine. It's, first of all, Halo Top is not ice cream. It's, it's it's not ice cream. It's not ice cream. I'm with you there. No, uh, like right now I'm on. Uh, I go through like random phases or kicks. So my previous one was half baked, and right now I'm on salt and straw because they've had that free delivery thing. It's a little expensive though, and so I really need to switch yeah, over to a different. That's one. an expensive habit. Salt it and is straw is really habit. good though. If you're if you're in LA and you, you haven't been to Salt and Straw, first of all, you're tripping. But I don't believe in lines, like fundamentally. No, that's why you go. You don't even have to wait in the lines. Know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I did it on a Saturday night last that. week. I went straight to the front of the line because you just buy them in the pints. Yeah, you don't even have to wait. I've done that once, but okay. So you, yeah, I think I've done it like twice. That's the only reason why I know. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, that's 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 something I've it's never heard something. that in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you mean you're in amazing shape? What do you do? Work out like 10 hours a day? I go on, I live on the west side, so I try and like walk the beach like four days a week. Probably the days that I eat the ice cream. Taylor, you are legitimately living the, your best life. No, it's it's got to stop. It's got to stop. I'm <laughs> sure I'm sure my insides are just like, hell, we really want green. Whatever you're doing is working for you. I don't even But like, I don't it. eat like crap like all my other meals. Like, I, like I'll. I eat sushi, I eat fish. Like, it's not so like you I'm eat just healthy, like, like the rest of the time. Well, yeah. then you're fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? You. You're not healthy or eating like bacon and hamburgers like me. I'm just like, I'm judging you because I don't eat ice cream. Like, what? Okay. Well, what's all, what's all this? <laughs> I eat cheese every day. Um, it, that's, you are, you are living your best life. Though. I don't like ice cheese. There breakfast. you go. You don't like cheese. Like I like if it's disguised in like pasta, like if it's disguised, disguised or like on a cheeseburger. <laughs> I don't like like I you so will you never eat, see like, eat like a cheese board. Oh my god, no. Oh god, that sounds terrible. I would what? order a chocolate board while they ordered the cheese board. A chocolate board. <laughs> they should have chocolate boards actually. A ch- wow, you don't like cheese. We're a mash made in heaven. We are. I'll eat all your cheese and uh-huh. you can have all my chocolate. That's crazy. I eat cheese every day. And I would cry if I like I, I saw like I like someone. pizza, but like I, I don't I want to have a lot of like sauce on the pizza too to kind of disguise the cheese. Disguise the cheese. The cheese is the only reason I eat pizza. I would not even eat pizza if there wasn't for cheese. Mm. I, okay, I, well that's something. Okay, <laughs> the All most right, yeah, interesting so we thing things. we talked on the podcast. That, no, that is really like <laughs> what you've just said is dramatic. Okay, <laughs> that, like eating eating ice cream three times a week for breakfast is dramatic for sure. But I, I also I don't eat well, so I don't know what the, what the big deal is. But that's that's really. They always say if you eat, and you don't like cheese. If you eat like uh, like your worst meal in the morning, it's supposed to be the best. Is that, thing well, that yeah, because then do. you have all day to burn right. it off. But you so, also eat it again at night. Okay, well, that's minor details. <laughs> they say you burn calories in your sleep, though. Yeah, so, you know, maybe whatever you have, whatever you're doing is working. So don't even worry about oh. it. But I okay, I'm really that's that's the thing, the cheese thing. Once I saw um, on one of those tattoo shows, I think it was um, L.A. Inc. Um, I think it was that one. Some, this guy came in and he wanted a, a tattoo of like a piece of cheese, like Swiss cheese. And I was like, why would you, why, why would you ever do that? And he was like, well, he he found out like recently that he couldn't have cheese anymore. And and I was so like, he wanted I to always remember it and look at it. Yes, I well, I mean, he's just like commemorating his time with cheese. And I would <laughs> <laughs> honestly like I would do that if I like it would be like if you couldn't eat if you couldn't eat ice cream anymore. If, the little, if your doctor, if you go to your doctor, which your friends recommended, which I don't recommend because it's, I don't it, it could change your life. <laughs> right. So just don't even worry about it. You're fine. Uh, Ignorance is bliss. I agree. Although I did go to a doctor and they told me that I could have cheese, which is why I eat cheese every day. 
I don't think they were considering the fat in it. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm just gonna but, group myself in with you and say, well, if Joy can eat cheese, I can eat ice cream. I think so. Yeah, I think we're it good. Kind of works. Like I that. actually changed my mind all of it. I think it's a wonderful idea. Thank you. We're good. We're totally fine. <laughs> just live life. You know, that's what it's here for. Um, thank you so much for coming. Thank in. you we really for having appreciate me. It. You can catch Taylor on NFL Network. Um, and follow her on um, Instagram. It's just Taylor Bashotti, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's a great follow. I follow her. Um, great dessert recommendations, yes. too. <laughs> Clearly. Um, thanks for joining us. Thanks. Are you ready for what's ahead? You can't always predict the future, but you can game plan for it. Generations of families and businesses have harnessed the power of Pacific to help them reach their unique goals. Whether you need to save enough money to meet your needs, ensure your family is protected, or make sure you don't run out of money, Pacific Life has a variety of financial solutions that can help. Pacific Life counts more than half of the 100 largest U.S. companies as its clients and has been named one of the 2019 world's most ethical companies by Ethisphere Institute, protecting what matters most to people for 150 years and counting, that's the power of Pacific. Ask a financial professional about how Pacific Life can help you game plan for your future or visit pacificlife.com. With it. With it. What? We about to turn up in this bitch. All right, Heller, what am I winning or quitting today? Hi, it's me. I'm here on camera. Yeah, Heller's on camera today. What's up? And for the future. Yeah, and if you're just listening, I'm still just talking. Uh, Dak. <laughs> uh, Dak dropped his 444 in Detroit on Sunday to lift America's team past the Lions' Sons Stafford. Zeke fumbled. The Cowboys' defense stumbled. But Zach, but Zach Prescott. His name's Dak. <laughs> Dak Prescott wouldn't let the Cowboys fall down, at least in the NFC East race. Joy, Dak is making the rest of the Cowboys look expendable. Quit it or quit it. Um, I'm gonna quit it. He's not making them look expendable, but he is making himself look very, very, very rich in the very, very near future. He's having an incredible season. I don't care what their record says. If they had won uh, one more game than they had lost, he'd be strongly in the MVP conversation. Um, their offense now clearly runs through him. You can no longer talk about how they go through Zeke. It doesn't even make any sense anymore. He's the future of the Cowboys, and I'm tired of having the conversation about whether he is or he isn't. He was 29 of 46, 444 yards, mm. three touchdowns, while mm. Zeke had 45 rushing yards. So it didn't go through him on 16 carries. Now, he did have 28 receptions and two touchdowns and two, two, uh, receiving yards, yeah. on two receptions. Yeah. yeah. But Dak is just – he's having a career year under Kellen Moore. So clearly that was the adjustment that they needed. The lipless Kellen Moore? Uh, well, we can't all have lips, all right? They've got a fix for that now. Just ask the Kardashians. Kylie is now that. a multi uh, – she's a, she's a billionaire because of it. All right? That's just, you know, she changes lives. Yeah. All right? Um, she just sold it for 51% uh, – 51 percent of the company for, like, what was it, $600 million? It's a nice check. Anyway, um, well, I mean, that's what lips can get you. Yeah. So Imagine what Kellen <laughs> – and, and this guy's doing this all without any, yeah. so it's pretty amazing. Anyway, uh, under Kellen Moore, Dak, who has lips, uh, is as a career best in yards per game, touchdown percentage, yards per attempt, sack percentage, and adjusted nets net yards per attempt. He's having a career best in all kinds of different categories. He leads the league with 3,221 passing yards, 21 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Two of those interceptions were just on drop passes that were well thrown, and two were on Hail Marys, which don't even really count. The drop passes I'll keep, so drop it down to seven, because Hail Mary interceptions are stupid. <laughs> I mean, they are. Yeah. They are. He also has 193 rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns, and he's on pace to finish the season with 5,154 passing yards, which would be the seventh highest total in a single season in league history. And so just pay the man and build the franchise around him. And he wins every single postgame presser. Kills with his, it. With his quarterbackial nature and he has, smart yes. but not over-the-top dress that everyone can consume without being offended. It's really a marvel. Yeah, and I think that that's really actually Dak's swag. I think this is authentically who Dak is. Like, yes, over-the-top swag uh, offends the eyes of people with very little style and fashion sense, which is you know, a lot of people. We're not judging. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I wear sweatpants every day. I've never been accused of being a fashionista in my life, and I don't think that will change. Although I do think I look fabulous, it really doesn't matter. They're dope sweats, though, probably most of the time. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're they're usually not sweats that I've worn as pajamas. However, I have those worn... Those are separate. Those I, are separate sweats. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're a little... Yeah, bit, no, you should have two different... They're a little more cringy. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? If Outdoor, you just, indoor. Right, yeah. Like, I have specific pajama sweats... I may or not may or not have worn one of them on the podcast because they're cute. <laughs> but the point is, I think I remember. 
the point is, Dak is the franchise quarterback. He is the future of the Cowboys. You're right. Quarterback speak is on point and not in an annoying way. I just think this is genuinely who Dak is. Uh, I've been saying this forever. This is not a new take just because he's playing well. And again, I, I, look, all this is going to get laid to rest very quickly if they beat the Patriots on Sunday. Now, I don't think they will beat the Patriots on Sunday because that's a very hard place to win, especially in November and December. We know how Tom Brady gets down. Uh, and like I said earlier, the line is crazy. But, I mean, first of all, I'm taking those points, just to be clear. Uh, my picks haven't been going well <laughs> as of recent. I started out really hot. Real hot. Kind of take a little dive, but uh, I'm still going to take the points in this game. However, I don't think they will win, but if they do win, psh, I don't even have to have this conversation anymore. So that, I'm rooting for the Cowboys Sunday. Needless to say. All right, what's next? Uh, rooting for the Cowboys. Yuck. That's what it's come to. Uh, on Saturday, Tua Tonga-Vailoa dislocated his hip in Alabama's blowout win at Mississippi State. A similar injury cost Bo Jackson his career, but doctors expect Tonga-Vailoa to make a full recovery. Joy, Tua should never, ever, ever, ever play football for free again, ever. Wit it or quit it. Yeah, wit it. Ever. Never. Ever. I, I don't... But they get scholarships. Come on, man. Scholarship guy is so rich, first of all. Well, scholarship guy donated to get the scholarship. Right. So scholarship Scholarship guy is rich. I'm paying for it. This is is the thing. I mean, this this picture is like one of the worst pictures in sports history. It just – it's hard to look at because you just feel for him. Not only is he sustaining – what I have to imagine is one of the most painful injuries. I mean, dislocated hip – I think they gave they gave him a biting towel. They gave him a biting towel sure. because he was in so much pain. He had to like hide, hide, cry, and bite something because yes. he was in that much pain. It was I, awful. I mean, it looks awful. And on top of that, he had like just blood everywhere. I messed up his nose. Like it, it's it was devastating to watch. And it's a huge reminder that we're watching humans put their bodies on the line literally for our entertainment, and they are not paid for it. Just as you know, just to mention, I'm not. All for paying uh, student athletes. I just think that, you know, obviously the NCAA should change the rules as far as they can get money. Anyway, the point is, no, he should (laughs) not go back to Alabama. This is the whole point. This is the reason why guys sit out of bowl games like this. This is this. And and listen, I I don't have any problem with him being in the game. You know, the conversation about this was going to be his last drive or whatever. Like this is every time you step foot on the field, you are at risk for injury. Okay, whether it's the beginning of the game, a championship game, a meaningless game, whatever. Okay, now, if you're getting to the point where you're just a complete and utter blowout and he's still in there and gets injured. okay, you're just being irresponsible. But it's not like they were winning by 60. It wasn't a saving blowout yet. No. Yeah, you're right. So. Like, no, he should not absolutely not in any way go back to play at Alabama next year. Like it's a dislocated hip injury is is no minor injury. It could take six to nine months before he can even start doing anything football related, which is obviously going to bleed over into the drafts. He's not going to be healthy by the draft, which means he's not going to comp- he's not going to participate in the combine or probably go through any drills whatsoever, at, at least at, not at 100 percent for any teams whatsoever. Somebody going to take him, though. Right. Well, he's supposed to make a full recovery, and that's why the combo turns to the draft. Like, what, what we know Alabama's done, right? Like, Alabama's not going to make the playoffs. They probably weren't going to make the playoffs with Tua. Now they most certainly are not. So the combo turns to what to do with him in the draft. Now, he's had three surgeries in the last two seasons, and two have been this season. Okay, and when they're picking in April, they're not going to have a full body of evidence of how well he's recovered from this injury because he's literally not going to even be within the time window to have a full recovery. So he's not going to be at 100% when they're picking anyway. So you're you're picking based off of what you've already seen from Tua, what you believe Tua to be, okay? And don't start topping the conversation about quarterbacks going to sit out their senior year. Good luck with that, all right, if you try that one. good. good. This is not basketball, okay? You can't go to Australia. That's not going to work. You have to play your quarterback position. You're not the Bosa's. Okay, you're not a, you're not a running back. Like chill, all right. Yep. That's not how it works with quarterbacks. You have to see up until the last split second what you're capable of. The the tape that you go over to make a quarterback decision is ridiculous. But that said, he has been injured a lot, and it does concern me. And it concerned me before this injury happens. I, that's just I've never really been a hundred percent sold on Tua. Now, if I'm the Bengals or the Dolphins, first overall seems high. I, I mean, I don't I. I think he's going to drop. I don't know if you are if you're in a situation like the Bengals or the Dolphins, if you can risk taking to uh not having all the information that you need. That said, I think that Tua dropping in the draft is one of the best things that can happen for him. If if I'm a quarterback in the draft, low key, 
I'm trying to drop. Like, I'm not trying to go number one overall, no matter how talented I am. Because if you're picking number one overall, you need a lot more than me. I want to go in a situation like Lamar Jackson. Look at the quarterbacks that are successful in the league. They're having success in the league right now, right? Mm -hmm. Mahomes went at 10. Mm -hmm. They treat and the Chiefs traded up for him. Yep. So it's not even like he he was like supposed to go further. Yeah. Right. It's like he was supposed to go at 10. Rodgers, Brady, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson. It's not a bad thing to drop in the draft. So even though you're going to probably lose $20 million up front. That's the thing. Is guys that... don't make their 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 big money in their first contract anyway. Look at Dak. Dak's playing for nothing. Look at Dak as another example of that. He's a fourth-round quarterback. He's the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. He's going to make a bajillion dollars for the rest of his life. It doesn't even matter if he gets paid by the Cowboys. Just him being successful with the Cowboys is going to be money in his pocket for the rest of his life because the Cowboys are the biggest sports franchise in the world, in the whole world, not just America. You think Quincy Carter still gets checks off of being Dallas quarterback? Yeah, probably. Low key. He can are do you appearances. Get some appearances. Sell some cards for yeah, sure. I mean, you can sure. you can do Dallas is a big area. Yep. All right. People I'm sure they're Fort Worth is a whole happy two, to two names. Shell out a couple hundred dollars to get you to walk by. All right. Yep. Like you're gonna make money for the rest of your life. So anyway, in conclusion, he's gonna end up with a better team because he is going to drop in the draft. I don't think that's a bad thing. I actually think it would be a good situation for him to go to a team, say like the Chargers, yep. who are probably not ready to move off of Philip Rivers just yet, even though they should, should be. So he can sit for another year and develop while they move slowly transition out of Philip Rivers. He can pull Patrick Mahomes, sit and wait. Philip Rivers seems like a nice guy, very competitive, but I'm sure he'd give him some tips. And then you have a situation where you can actually sell tickets because you have some hope in the future for your franchise. But um, I, I, look, get well soon. He seems yeah. like a great kid. I, yeah. I hope he has some success in the NFL. Um, and it'll be interesting to see where he goes because this is going to be – this is going to be off faith alone because they're not going to be able to evaluate him. I think hopefully he has a, a Jalen Smith type story. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm rooting for everyone for success. It's going to be a success. huge question mark, but he's I just, upside's incredible, and hopefully it all works out. Yeah, I just don't know if you are in the top two or top five if you can do that based on the fact that you're not going to be able to see how he's recovered. I think a team that's lower in the draft can risk and, and look the draft's a crap shoot anyway so yeah. if you're lower in the draft and you take to it and it turns out that he can't get healthy like okay you you picked in the middle of the draft anyway it's not the end of the world everyone has busts every single year so and not saying he's going to be bust at all i'm just saying we don't know what physically he's going to be like and they're not going to be able to evaluate him in time play slow for burrow <sighs> you had to get that in uh, it, it felt better than the other one that we came up with <laughs> Hear ye, hear ye. Cam Newton should be petty. So Cam Newton is all of a sudden, uh, hey, he's back. He, he's fancy again. What do you know? What do you know? Thought you didn't need me. Yeah, you do. So Kyle Allen's not good, which is a uh, spoiler alert that no one could have seen this coming, right? Kyle Allen is lost. Surprise! <laughs> Look, Kyle Allen, I mean, that's like, you know, that kind of, first of all, Atlanta, what are you doing? What what is Atlanta doing? Why play good now? Why? Why play, Why play excellence? Now? Not even good, excellent. Yeah, they're stomping folks. Two really good teams very badly and demolished their quarterback. So defense is like all of a sudden the best in the league. Pride's crazy. I I I don't know what's going on. But anyway, Kyle Allen's lost 3 of his last 4 games and thrown 9 interceptions. He's looked terrible and I mean if only there was like a free agent quarterback out there <laughs> who had just done a workout, who's a friend on the team, who's just available to sign for the rest of the year. Speaking of Atlanta. Anyway, <laughs> um, Cam era has ended in, in Carolina, as it should, because look, Cam really wasn't appreciated the last few years. And, you know, yeah, he hasn't played great the last few years. Like, that's that's fine to say. And now he's injured. And the conversation moved on to Kyle Allen being the answer, or like the temporary answer. He's obviously not. They're going to be in the market for a quarterback next year. And every time I say this, Carolina fans start freaking out. People from Carolina, like, you don't really know what's going on down here. Well, what I do know is I haven't heard unequivocally Cam Newton is our quarterback. And the last I checked, he was the franchise quarterback. So it should be pretty easy to say when Cam's back, he's our quarterback. I mean, that's what the Steelers say about Ben. I have no question about Ben Roethlisberger being the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers next year. He's a, he's the quarterback of the Steelers next year. We all know Mason Rudolph's not the answer. I knew that the second I laid eyes on Mason Rudolph. But that doesn't matter. They are going to have Ben Roethlisberger next year. We haven't heard that conversation from the Panthers. In fact, what we have heard is we're going to evaluate it when he's healthy. 
Well, that's not a vote of confidence. So Cam Newton's been in the conversation to be with a lot of other teams. And to me, he should just push to make that happen. Uh, the, the rumor was, or the report was, that he's open to the Chicago Bears. I love Cam Newton with the Bears. I mean, I, I think that they are in a win-now situation. They have an incredible amount of talent. Their defense is elite, Super Bowl-level defense. Pop a, a functional quarterback in there and you're good let alone a former MVP in Cam Newton's only 30 Mm. years old so just relax he has years and years of of quarterbacking left to play so whatever you may think about Cam Newton and his fashion or whatever else like it's not his fault Uh, he's got style and you don't I mean what can I say you guys don't even know which way to tie a handkerchief let alone dare to wear one on your head he's been in his 20s this whole time and we've been shitting on his fashion Yes. That's confusing. He's 30 years old. What? Yes. When you think of Cam Newton, I know. I actually had to look it up the other day because I was like, man, is Cam Newton old, Loki? He's not. Loki, he's actually very young. He's, he's younger than me. I'm an old person. He's younger than me. Same. By years. It's wild. It is big wild because he still has many years of quarterbacking up to play. Yeah. He, Tom Brady's out here talking about he's going to play until he's like 47 or some bullshit. <laughs> okay, and and Cam Newton is thirty. That's seventeen years from now. I know. I don't think Cam Newton is going to play till he's forty-seven. Don't get me wrong. That would be okay? crazy. But that's now the spectrum of what we've reached with the human body. So yeah, he's got years to play. I'm just saying that the time in in Carolina has ended. And look, I don't have anything against the Panthers. I actually have always cha- championed for Cam Newton to be appreciated in Carolina. Uh, and I hope that they are still successful. I like the Carolina Panthers. So, can't, like, Panthers fans, calm down. I just think he should go to the Bears. Or I love Colin's suggestion of him going to the L.A. Chargers. Woo, Rivers was bad. And they have got to sell tickets. And they have a brand spanking new stadium. They got to put butts in. And Cam Newton is the biggest football star in L.A. upon signing. So I love him to the Chargers as well. I'm sorry this chair is loud. <laughs> yeah, it's real. It's not me farting, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Musician is an online music education platform rethinking the way people learn music. It's the fun, easy, and affordable way to learn guitar, piano, bass, ukulele, or even singing. Just download the app to your desktop, tablet, or phone and start playing. Musician's award-winning technology actually listens to you play and gives you real-time feedback on timing and accuracy. No need for chords or special equipment. Musician is designed to be fun and addictive, almost like Guitar Hero or Rock Band, but with real instruments. Musician gives you 24-7 access to step-by-step video tutorials from world-class educators, and you'll get bite-sized lessons, easy-to-follow instructions, and exercise tailored, hey, tailored to your goals. So, if you've been wanting to learn an instrument or simply want some help getting back to playing, check out Musician. You can get an extended 14-day free trial of their Premium Plus package at musician.com slash play. That's unlimited lessons and unlimited songs on as many instruments as you want for two whole weeks. Just go to musician.com slash play to start your free trial today. That's Y-O-U-S-I-C-I-A-N dot com slash play. All right, Donnie. Okay, so I didn't really say it when Heller was on. I don't know why, but um, Donnie, Heller, and T are going to join me on set now instead of me doing this weird thing where I look off to the side. And if you only listen to me, you don't know and don't care. Um, so just continue doing that. Hey. But thank you for that contribution. <laughs> um, anyway, so Donnie, high key, low key. What's going on? High key, Lamar is the MVP. Low key, we're starting to get nervous about these hits he's taking. Yes, we are. So, yeah, high key at this point, uh, Lamar had another incredible performance against the Texans. He was ridiculous. It was so good, it was boring. Um, 222 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, uh, 70.8 completion percentage. He was ridiculous. And now they've beaten Seattle, New England, the Steelers, Houston, and Arizona. So, incredible wins as well. And I just, low key, I just need him to stop taking these shots. Like, just don't. Slide to the left, slide to the right. We want to see more. Crisscross, and everyone yeah. clap your hands because it, it can't happen anymore. I can't even pretend like I don't like that when that happens. Like, I hate it when I hear it, but also it's just like you can't not clap, right? Cha-cha real smooth. Cha-cha real smooth. That's what I need you to do. Like, I just can't take these hits anymore. Um, I can't do it. But, yeah, he's the MVP. Like, it's, it's – we're done here with the MVP talk. Hopefully, this he maintains it because we want to see more of Lamar. He is strong. Like, he has developed his body, but I just want to see him slide more. Like, just get out of bounds, slide more. You don't need to take the hits. We know you're tough. We got it. All right, what's next? All right. Uh, high key, Frank and Bron deserve credit for being boring. Low key, Kobe's daddy-daughter dates cannot be topped. Yes. Gigi, we stand. 
I love seeing Kobe at the games with his daughter. It's so great. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, the, the Lakers are high key boring AF, but I love it. I, I, I've never been happier to see LeBron be boring. And by boring, I mean there's just no drama. It's just them playing excellent basketball and running the Western Conference, and I, I think that that's great. It's such a weird NBA universe we're it's operating dope. in right now. Last year we said Kurt Rambis and Jeannie Buss so many times throughout the season. We have not said that not once, and it feels I good. I forgot about the Rambis. Right? How it great feels good. they've been. Oh, it's wonderful. I forgot about that. It feels good. What an awful cool. time. <laughs> that was insane. Friend of the team. Oh, that was crazy. It is. It's like a weird NBA universe we're living in right now, though. Like everything, there's like no drama. Don't like the Blazers are weirdly not playing well. I mean, Kobe is just look. Look at it. It's the Golden Mamba. I mean, the, it's wonderful. Everyone's happy. Look at all the smiles. It's heartwarming. It is. It's wonderful. Look at this. Like this. Like two legends. Like look. 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 She's like in shock. Like oh my god. <laughs> I can't even handle it. Everyone's so happy. It's so good. I love seeing it. And I do think that that oh. I mean. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean. Wow. Come exactly. on. Exactly. Priceless. She's got the scrunchie. I mean, forget it. <laughs> forget it. It's 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 great though. It really is. And and Frank Vogel and LeBron deserve a lot of credit. Because before the season started, it was Vogel is going to be fired before the All-Star break and Jason Kidd's going to be the coach and it's going to be impossible. They never gel. Anthony Davis, like it's it's not going to work. How are they going to click? They're old. It's It's been wonderful. I'm enjoying this drama-free free, uh, lifestyle that we're living right now as NBA fans. We don't have to worry about the Warriors anymore. Sorry, Teen Heller, but like that, it, I don't know what's going on. You guys got, um, you got sage that place. Did y'all sage it before you opened? Because I feel like you just walked through. Nah, I mean, there's there's just no there's just no way to move from Oakland to San Francisco without deserving something bad. Mm. Well, <laughs> straight up, you I don't know what's going on there, but uh, you know they sell they sell sage at Whole Foods. <laughs> I know y'all got those. Oh there. yeah, we got it. <laughs> um, all right, what's next? Uh, high key, the Patriots aren't bad at all. Low key, but can somebody still beat them in the playoffs? Please, please, please. Okay, this needs to be said because it's really starting to frustrate me. And it's like, it's one of those things that makes me itchy scratchy. And um, if you don't know me that well, like when I get irritated, I st I'm like, like I start I physically react. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like one of these moves. I can't because like if I don't, I can't. <laughs> and I can't because the Patriots are not bad. Stop saying the Patriots aren't good. It's so annoying. What do you mean? They're 9 and 1. They're going to be 10 and 1. They're going to beat the Dallas Cowboys and be 10 and 1 and have a bye the first week of the playoffs. Shut the bleep up about the Patriots being bad. They're not bad. They are great. They are one of the well, Who's better than them? Who's better than the Patriots? Oh, they don't have a lot of offensive weapons. So, that's clearly stopped them <laughs> from beating everyone but the Ravens. What are you talking about? The Ra the Patriots are still good. It's it's blowing it's like I can't even comprehend it. So what if the defense is winning them games? Is the defense not going to be available during the playoffs when they play the same teams that they're playing now? Isn't the playoffs when defense is featured most? Isn't the saying defense wins championships? They have the best defense in the league. What are we talking about here? Just stop it. And low-key, who's going to beat them? I really There's only one team in the AFC that I truly believe has an actual chance of beating them, and that's the Ravens, and they already beat them this year. So are they going to beat them twice? Probably not. I don't think so. Stop it. And listen, I don't want this. Like, I do not want – I want to be very clear. I do not want to see the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I don't care how Patriots fans feel about me saying that. I don't care. We've seen enough of you. I'm hating. I don't want to see it anymore, okay? I feel like this is the Patriots way. Patriots way. Every season they've won the Super Bowl, there's a point in the season where we talk about, uh, can they do it? Are they as good as we think they are? They're, they're struggling. But, I mean, we all know how this is going to end up, and I'm hoping I'm wrong, though. They're not struggling. They're 9-1. We're falling for it. What are we talking it. about? What are we talking about? All right, time for losers. <laughs> loser power rankings. Loser power rankings. These are the losers, the losers of the week. Who's our first loser this week? We got the Chargers. Oh! The L.A. Chargers. Oh, oh my God, the Chargers. What do you say about the Chargers, huh? What can you do? I have a thing. The Chargers, instead of being in London, I thought that why why not Mexico City? It'd be wonderful to put them in Mexico. It City. would make more sense. It would make more sense. Yes, Sorry I agree. To I know. I actually thought. think that like uh, whatever team they want to move internationally should go to Mexico City. That makes so, that's much, so more much more sense. sense than going all the way to London. It's Mexico City is not even that far. It's right there. It. You play games there all the time. I mean, I understand you play games in London too, but like that's really far. Right Me there. Mexico City makes absolute sense. Huge fan base there too. Um, yes. Well, other than that, they they got some issues. So they're once again the most disappointing team in football. Um, I said earlier this year this was kind of the end 
of the old guard of quarterbacks. And now all of a sudden everybody has that hot take too. Like, oh, it might be the end of Eli Manning and Ben Roethlisberger and Philip yeah, Rivers. Like, yeah, you can probably see that coming a little bit. I don't know. Um, it is. Like, Philip Philip Rivers looked awful last night. And, and like, I like Philip Rivers. I, I think it's funny when quarterbacks, like, talk trash and actually, like, can take a hit. And that's Philip Rivers. And he not- wears a bolo tie. He does, which takes you know a certain level of confidence because he's not doing it ironically. Exactly. He literally is wearing it. He believes, um, it. he believes in that bolo tie. Yeah, like he put it on. Like this is my look. I look good. I do look. <laughs> he said that. He said that before <laughs> he walked out. Uh, he threw four interceptions in prime time, which is just, just wow. Like they were really bad. They have to do something. The Chargers drastic this off season because they have seats to sell. And butts that need to be filled in them. And I am not taking my butt down there to see Philip Rivers as tiny as it is. Because I don't I don't need that in my life. Like that was that was a disaster. I don't know who's paying to see that. They need, uh, as Colin would say, some juice. So uh, to me, Cam Newton is the number one answer for that issue. Cam Newton will be, like I said, a, a superstar, the biggest football star in LA when, as soon as the pen is lifted off the paper. So Cam seems to be the answer. If not Cam, I would I would try and get to uh, let him sit for a year behind Philip Rivers. Don't move off of him yet, and give them give LA fans uh, some hope. Because look, like let's all, for all this talk about being competitive and all that stuff too. Like that's cute and nice, and of course that's what we play for. But um, well, they play for it. I just watch. But it's a business too, and you need to sell tickets, and you need to be able to t- tell fans you're coming to watch a product that is competitive. And that was a disaster. Um, all right, what's next? We got the Texans and losers. Texans at number two. Well, yeah. So this was supposed to be like the best game of the season, and it was one of the worst. And Deshaun Watson got absolutely uh, demolished by the Ravens' defense, who deserve a lot of credit. Like, as great as Lamar Jackson was, their defense was phenomenal. And I love the Marcus Peters um, addition to the team. Um, They deserve a lot of credit, and this is a big reason why – they are the only team that I even consider to be competitive with the Patriots because they are a completely well-rounded team. Their defense was unbelievable. I mean, 41 to seven and, and it look like I love Deshaun Watson. We all love Deshaun Watson. This removed him from the MVP conversation. Um, Cause it just was not, if this was a competitive game, a shootout, like I thought it was going to be and came down to the last second, like, okay, fine. But this was, this was an embarrassment. The only good thing that came out of this was um, well, then, yeah, that was a nice moment, but also Mark Ingram, like he's the ultimate hype man. I need Colin to introduce me like that. I, with the Gucci tweet today, he's on his way. He is he, on his way. He's, yeah. he's working Baby up steps. towards see it. Yeah. See me. Yeah. I need him to say it with the eyeballs, though. See me, though. Throw up some Come sort of see hand me. gesture, too. Uh, you probably keep the hand gesture down. Um, you can do it, Colin. <laughs> no. uh, it was amazing, though. Uh, I, I want to record a hype video introducing Colin like that. Do you think he'll play it? I have to practice, though. I think you can get that. You can get that done. Big trust. You don't know unless you try. Uh, I am going to try. You know me. All right, last loser. Uh, This one's kind of obvious. The Browns. (sighs) Okay. I've already shared my thoughts on this Miles Garrett thing over and over and over again, but the fight really became polarizing for no reason because it was a total straight-up embarrassment to the NFL. And it it reminded me of the Habib-McGregor fight when they poured over into the stands and, like, their whole crews were fighting each other. Do you remember that? And everyone was, like, trying to, like, defend it, like they're fighters or something, like – no, this is entertainment. They are athletes confined within an octagon. Otherwise, it would just be a free-for-all, and there wouldn't be any, anything dividing the sands right. from the it, ring. And there is, for a reason. It's very clear. Right. On this side, there's professional athletes who are paid millions of dollars to perform. On this side, you pay us money to watch. There's no participation other than your mouth. And you can say whatever it is that you want this way and not to the people next to you. It's a very well understood uh, thing, like in sports. They put a chain link fence between the people outside and people inside. Right. It's supposed to denote to not cross. It's as obvious as it gets. (laughs) Separation. Clear, right? (laughs) Like from childbirth, that's the thing. Like here's the divider. You don't go past that. So it's very simple. And this, and while this didn't involve fans, obviously, this kind of felt like that. Like, this has clearly gotten completely out of control, and it's an embarrassment to the sport. Uh, uh, Mason Rudolph's obviously hold me back guy. He forgot for a second that he was really not about that life. And look, in no way did he deserve to get hit over the head with the helmet. Again, a thousand times over, there's no excuse for what Miles Garrett did. I do not think that Mason Rudolph... Uh, did not instigate it. I do think he instigated it, and clearly he ran after him, and then after he got hit, he throws his hands up. 
I don't love that. I do think he should have gotten a game. But regardless of that, there's fights all the time in the NFL, and they don't escalate to this level. So, and now you got Sheldon Richardson out here saying, like, he deserved it. Like, just shh. <laughs> You're still going to miss the playoffs. And the worst part of all this with the Browns is they got a, a great win over the Steelers, which we couldn't even discuss. We've discussed nothing about that actual game because this happened. They're still behind the Steelers in, 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 the, in the rankings, and they're not going to make the playoffs, which, as I said before the season, is a complete and utter disaster if they don't. And the biggest part is this guy. They're robbing us of Odell's greatness. Like, they are stealing years of Odell's greatness from us, and it's so frustrating. Is no one else annoyed by that? He's on my fantasy team, not to bring this back to fake, fake things. But, uh, yeah, I am by that. Right, that, that <laughs> matters. Like, he's not on my fantasy team, yeah. but if he was on my fantasy team, I would care. I'm like, not even about fantasy. Like, we can't even watch not- Odell. Like, Odell was more fun to watch with Eli Manning. I said it. Wow. Truth. Those passes floated up there just long enough for him to go get them. I'm just saying, do I tell – am I lying? If I'm lying, then tell me. No, no. Odell is on all of our eyeballs fantasy teams because he's <coughs> the most exciting to watch play. So the fact that we can't see that is not good. How'd the Browns turn a, a like a, a, a real victory into a moral victory? And it wasn't even re- – like it was, it, was, it was less than a moral victory, but they actually won. It's mind-blowing. Uh, yeah, they won and then they lost. They're the only team that can win and lose at the exact same time. And uh, they the are same damn time. <laughs> they're they're robbing us of Odell, which I don't think I'm ever going to forgive them for, unless of course they do something and get him on a good team next year. Because I think that's what we deserve. And Odell, you know, I think it's what Odell deserves. My neck hurts. They frustrate me, man. <laughs> <laughs> and it's time for the culture report. So go ahead. All right. What is in the culture report this week? Oh, we got a lot today. So. Usher, Ludacris, and Lil Jon, they may be back at it again. So a fan tweeted, are Usher, Jon, and Luda ever going to do it again? Lil Jon responded, we did it already, coming on Usher's new album. He then followed up by saying, we got a crazy song, trying to convince Usher to use it. Ludacris posted a screenshot of that conversation with the Instagram caption saying, that ish, slapping too. Even Jermaine Dupri responded saying, don't leave me out, I'm on this too. Now there's no word on when his album will be released, and I'm not sure if we're going to get another yeah or lovers and friends, but I'm here for it. Mm. Are you? I forgot about lovers and friends. We had only discussed yeah, yeah which was uh, which was a wonderful jam. Uh, do you think this is hypnotic? Oh. Uh, right? <laughs> you think that's hypnotic? That, right there? Damn. Okay, because it's the first thing I noticed in there. All right, so have you ever had hypnotic? I have not. No. <gasps> It Ooh. is sweet. Um, it's not. <laughs> You're the only I'm, one? I'm glad that you're not missing anything. Like how I felt after Donnie's birthday on, on Saturday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I never want uh, to feel that ever again. Like I was so hungover that I had to physically go to the grocery store because I couldn't be in public drinking a Bloody Mary because I just didn't have time. I had to go to the grocery store and buy Bloody Mary ingredients to make my own at home in order to recover. Like I need, I, it was it was that bad. How was the Bloody Mary you made? It was delicious. I make wonderful Bloody Marys, but I didn't I, like. I, it was necessary if I was going to survive the day. Like I couldn't go to sleep. It was bad. So th- <laughs> like that's what uh, uh, the drunk experience of hypnotic is. Anyway, I'm very excited for the song, and I hope they release it. All right, what's next? All right, so Kanye West, he is still trending. Um, he took his choir to perform for inmates at a Houston jail. They performed for more than 200 male inmates at one facility went across the street to another facility and for a small crowd of female inmates. He spoke for nearly two hours and stated that now that I'm in service to Christ, my job is to spread the gospel, let people know that what Jesus has done for me. What do you think about this? Okay, so here's the thing. I think that when Kanye does unsolicited, um, unannounced, creative things, like when he first started doing the church services and like we didn't know about it, it was like, oh, that's... Like, that's kind of dope. Kanye has church service in L.A. randomly for a bunch of, like, rich people who don't have access to it. Like, but, like, it's different. You know what I mean? So, like, it's cool. Kanye's in his, like, positive, creative space. And so I love this, obviously. Like, performing for inmates, um, you know, I think, obviously, like, if you're incarcerated, it becomes a very – it's a very depressing and and dark place. So to have anyone come and, like, give their time – to perform for you, especially someone like Kanye West, is, is amazing. So I, I love that he did this. Then he went to Osteen and was like, mm. you know, 
Yeah. Then I mean, I just I, I don't want I don't want to say it. Okay. So anyway, what um, but the one thing the one like takeaway from <laughs> just stop, Heller. I don't want to get involved. In that. <laughs> you you already know like, no what comment. I'm going through. Okay. So just let me be. Um, church merch. Uh, so much church merch was sold. I I love the the visiting um the jails. This part, uh, not so much. That's as far as I'm going to go with that. Um, yeah. Okay. The only, thing, the only thing I remember from this is "Say My Name" the, when they redid. Oh that. yeah, and they did a, uh, the remix to "Say My Name." Yeah, or "Say His Name." <laughs> say his name. Say his name. I don't know the rest. I don't want to know it. Yo, that is a direct shot at Beyonce, in my opinion. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Though. We're not going that crazy. It is though. It's not a shot at Beyonce. <laughs> First of all, it's Destiny's Child. Yeah. Who sang that song? Okay. Which which iteration was it? Michelle and Kelly, or was it? With the four before that, whose names I don't know. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Michelle and Kelly. Michelle and Kelly. Right. Uh, yeah, it is. It is Michelle and <laughs> Kelly. Um, okay. My let's, bad. Let's okay, Shout so still talking about Kanye, of course. <laughs> um, so he announced his first ever opera, <sighs> Nebuchadnezzar. 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 Nebuchadnezzar on Twitter. <laughs> I had to say it slow. Yeah, it sounds uh, like a word I can't So <laughs> this will take place uh, at the Hollywood Bowl this Sunday, November 24th at 4. Tickets are on sale. He posted a photo of this golden program. Are you even surprised that he's doing a opera performance? Um, I want to know who's performing in the opera. Like, can Kanye sing opera? I've never been to an opera. I think I would like to go just to say I've been to the opera and to wear fancy clothes. But um, and Andy used the like goofy glasses, monocles. the monocles. <laughs> Monocles. Bonacles. Not what they're called. <laughs> All right, what's next? Okay, so um, so Eddie Murphy is back for Beverly Hills Cop 4. He'll reprise yes. his role as a Axel Foley. Uh, Netflix acquired the rights to produce this film. Now, of course, there's no word on when it will be uh, on Netflix, but I'm excited. How do you feel about the sequel? Uh, I'm so excited. Uh, I love uh, Dolomite Is My Name was excellent. So good. He he was great in that, and I'm 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 we have that. When is the Eddie Murphy uh, like Netflix special? When is that? It hasn't been a release date yet. Yeah, but it's happening, been. right? Yeah, I, I love Eddie Murphy. Um, I don't even call it a comeback. Like Eddie Murphy didn't go anywhere. Um, but I'm 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 excited for it, and I can't wait. And I'm sure it's gonna be excellent because yeah. Beverly Hills Cop is great. And still, even to this day, being in LA, every time I like remember to notice where I am and like look up at the giants super tall palm trees i always think of beverly hills cop like i don't know what it is but every time like there's so many streets here that have those tall palm trees i mean there's palm trees in florida too yeah. but none of them are tall because hurricanes so here they have these incredibly tall palm trees and it's just like a scene to drive through them and i always think of beverly hills cop so like he's like a th those movies are like a part of my psyche so i'm i'm super excited for yeah, this it's, it's awesome. gonna be a good year or 2020 is gonna be a good year for eddie murphy he yeah a lot of stuff coming all right, so next we have Selena. The series is coming to Netflix and will star Christian Serratos as Selena. If you don't know, she plays Rosita on The Walking Dead. Now, the Netflix series is set to premiere in 2020 is, and is based on the life of Selena. Are you here for this? I am here for it. I loved the preview, which we are we're showing. Um, that's not the wrong way. Uh, we're showing right now. Um, it looks great. Netflix does yeah. an amazing job at pretty much everything that they do. So uh, I'm definitely excited for it, and I will be watching. Like, I am too. It, it looks like it's it's produced really well. And, and I it's, it's time again for like some more Selena content. Yeah, and and her um, Selena's mom, um, dad and sister are EPs in this. So oh, that's awesome. For me, I I'm just like that. I'm like they they obviously picked her. They know what they were doing. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, especially since awesome. they're involved. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's next? All right. So last. Or, well, yeah. Last but not least, Twinkies is now officially for breakfast. Oh. Twinkie cereal will be in grocery stores nationwide as early as December. Now, there's no cream filling, but they're saying it's going to mimic that long shape of, oh, you can see it, the, the doughy original and tastes almost similar to it. Will you be eating the cereal for breakfast, Joy? I will not. <laughs> First of all, I don't like Twinkies. So yeah. uh, I said it. Uh, they're not. What? I don't either. They're so, not good. You don't like Twinkies? So what? Ew. Do you yeah. like almost similar Twinkies? No, I don't like any Twinkies. <laughs> I like, um, what are the chocolate rolls called? Oh, um. Ho-Ho's, ho actually. Ho-Ho's, yeah. Now, Ho-Ho yes. cereal, I'm here for. I will eat some Ho-Ho cereal. But Twinkies, I am not eating that at all. You know who would probably love this? Taylor Bashotti. We have to oh. we have to tell her about this. Callback, <laughs> yeah. Oh, we should have asked Taylor about this. Taylor eats, well, I'm not even going to spoil it, but what Taylor eats for breakfast is insane. And uh, you have to catch it on the pod this week. And um, 
Yeah, I'm not eating those, though. Yeah, it looks gross. All right, thanks for joining us this week on the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. Make sure that you follow us on our social media pages at Maybe I'm Crazy Pod. You can also subscribe on YouTube. We are on iHeartMedia, the iHeartMedia app. We are on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify. So you can listen any way that you like. Uh, we appreciate the support, and we'll catch you next week. Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Uh.